Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I ate the eighth color of the rainbow. Next week on Seriously Funny, we will finally have everything with sleep done. I need to run through a few YouTube videos, number all of my sources, and then I am done. All the research papers have been read. All the reading and suffering has been done. Now it's just a matter of suffering through the numbering of my sources because there's a lot of them and they are interconnected throughout the entire page. Very excited to finally script and give you probably three episodes on sleep for three straight weeks. That's going to be fun. And I will take a few days off of studying and suffering. Aside from that, I watched Glepnir last week. It was pretty solid if you're into action. It was kind of weird, but pretty solid. Uh, I began to take on the entire Fate series, so I'll be done with that at some point uh, before the summer ends. I, it's, it's enormous. Uh, also, I have another podcast recommendation. Uh, you can listen to it after this one because you should always listen to Seriously Funny first. Uh, it's called The Bright Sessions. It's a scripted podcast, meaning it's fictional, and it's a really cool story about a hospital for people with superpowers, but before we get onto the topic, I haven't, I, we're gonna go off the cuff, break the script here. Uh, I didn't, I forgot to, com- I completely forgot to mention this in the script. Uh, WWDC 2021, so Apple's Worldwide Developer Conference, it's the software event that they hold every year in June or July, or sometime in the summer. And so they unveil iOS, whatever the next one is. In this case, it's iOS 15, iPad OS 15, uh, Mac OS, Monterey, I think, and uh, Watch OS 8. And so uh, this year, the Watch OS 8 was underwhelming. iPad OS 8 was, or iPad OS 15 was the saddest thing on the planet. But iOS 15 and Mac OS Monterey, I don't have a Mac, but both of those are really exciting and really, really awesome. I really like those. Also, they had a section on health. That was also really, really, really cool. And so the thing with iOS 15 was really focused this year. And one of the reasons that this WWDC might have been more disappointing is because this year they didn't go with like five billion features per uh, OS uh, update. It was uh, really just like a few apps got really big changes and then everything else, just small things, small UI changes, a fresh coat of paint on your iOS, which is really cool. But FaceTime got probably the greatest upgrade uh, in all of iOS 15 and iPadOS 15 uh, with portrait mode added to FaceTime, uh, your you know noise isolation for the microphone added to FaceTime, and then most exciting, of course, also Android and Windows can now join FaceTime through links, but most exciting, in my opinion, was SharePlay. So this is FaceTime, but you can share your screen, but not only that, you can share music in the, and you're sharing the same queue. So however many people are in the call, one or how many people can have a FaceTime call, like 40, one or like 15, however many people are in the call, um, they all have access to the same, uh, you know, queue, meaning like they can all add songs to the next, like to what's going to play next. They can remove songs from what's going to play next. They can pause and play and everyone's synced up completely. And it's 
so awesome. But moreover, it's movies, shows, and stuff like that. And anyone can, everyone has access to this API. So Netflix and et cetera, et cetera, they can all add to it later. But uh, your shows are going to be completely synced. If someone hits pause, it'll pause on everyone's screen. And it's just really, really, really cool there. Other than that, they added a bunch of other cool stuff. The memory section on photos, if you take a lot of photos of other people and of yourself, um, and you actually, you know, take memories, my phone, uh, my phone memory sections, just anime waifus everywhere. Uh, so that, that's not too helpful to me. Maps is getting a huge upgrade, which is awesome because I exclusively use Apple Maps. I don't use Google Maps. And so that's really, really, really helpful and cool to me. Of course, I live in uh, effing Virginia in the middle of nowhere. It's not in the middle of nowhere. It's actually next to a pretty big college, but uh, it'll probably take a while for all the features to get to my area. But if you're living in a city, a big city, Chicago, LA, uh, Detroit, I don't know, the bigger cities around everywhere, San Fran, uh, you're going to be getting this a lot sooner and probably just off update but yeah really 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 cool there other than that ios 15 got some other cool stuff i can't remember all of it a lot of privacy things apple's always into the privacy stuff uh they also have man this is why i write things down uh, i i don't remember everything but the facetime thing was definitely the the biggest part oh they also had focus modes which is really really cool if you want to know more you can probably find it on youtube and it's been like a week and a half if not two weeks now so you've probably heard all of this already you've seen all the youtube videos if you're into the tech uh, and so, yeah, Mac OS Montre, the coolest thing there. My dream, one of my dreams for technology in the future is being able to throw an application, like, like swipe up, like really quickly from your phone onto like your monitor, onto your TV, just like throw it onto it, like swipe into it. I mean, it's probably been like a Marvel movie, like Tony Stark, Iron Man's probably done it, but something like that would be so cool. And they're doing something similar, which is uh, if you have an iPad and you have a MacBook or a Mac, you can take your trackpad from your Mac and just slide it off the screen into the iPad seamlessly. And that's so absolutely incredible to me. And so that's, that's awesome. But yeah, uh, iPad, you know, WWC, WWDC is probably my favorite Apple event every year, uh, which is, you know, interesting. Why would you not want the iPhone event? The iPhone event is depressing because if you just bought the other iPhone, it makes you want to buy something new. But the OS event is just like, you're going to get this, uh, Apple's supporting, you know, like seven, eight year old phones for this stuff. And so, you know, OS, you're going to get this. And I love, I love so much having a fresh coat of paint on my OS um, operating system. So it's extremely incredible and very excited for July when the public uh, beta comes out. I will definitely try to sign up for that probably on my iPad only, maybe not my phone, uh, depending on the stability. But yeah, that's really, really, really cool. And so if you're into that stuff, uh, there you go. Uh, go look into it more. You've probably already seen it a lot, but yeah, uh, I accidentally hit control and zoomed out. There we go. Okay, now on to the topic for this episode, why I studied sleep for four months, sleep part zero. I think it was four months, at least it might have been five might have been three, the total number of hours, like actually put into it was probably over 100. I don't even know. 
but it was a long, long time. So why? Why did I dedicate so much of my life and my time towards understanding so many facets of sleep? Not only that, but one of the facets that I studied was the neurological workings of sleep, such as what what parts of the brain induce sleep, what parts of the brain switch between the different kinds of sleep, information that isn't really helpful or necessary to most people, such as yourself or me. It's really only necessary for researchers that are understanding the inner workings of really complicated diseases. Um, So why would I do that? And the first reason is curiosity. Uh, All of this started when I had one simple question. It might not be a simple question, but one question. I already knew a few small things about sleep. I'd heard a podcast before about it, and I've, you know, had one psych class that talked about it. And one thing that I had a question about was that at some point I'd heard that the concept of, quote, night owls, end quote, and quote, larks, end quote, actually do have a scientific basis. Some people Uh, sleep later than others and that's normal I was wondering how that worked why that worked and if it actually did work and if some people really were meant to sleep at 2 a.m spoiler alert no they're not Um, that one question was the question that I wanted answered also as you know my source pages if you if you look at the sources that I have uh, I usually source a page like a, a notion page and they're pages that I type myself. I've recently gotten the idea, not recently, maybe a few months ago, like six or seven months ago, I got the idea that I'd like to sort uh, sort of build my knowledge on Notion with those pages. Uh, the last thing I researched was COVID-19 vaccines. Before that, I wrote a bunch of stuff on mental disorders that we had two episodes on. I want to document I, yeah, I want to document my knowledge so I can come back to it if I ever want to. It's also nice to have well-written, easily traversable pages that I know are reliable and I can get the information I want if I ever forget it and want to, you know, look into it again. And what this has to do with the sleep is that since I had that question about circadian chronotypes, which is the word for the question I'd asked, I thought that since I already knew some stuff about sleep, I'd go ahead and document the things I knew about sleep, but I wanted to source the information too, and then it got complicated. I also like you know, filling everything out, so I didn't just want to have the parts that I had and then have a few questions unanswered. Um, and so... Where it got complicated is first, there was a bunch of sections that I wanted to fill out, like I just said, uh, that I knew nothing about, uh, like the neurology of sleep, uh, you know, circadian misalignment and things that I'd never heard of or that I've never known about. Um, And the second thing is I had this weird idea. I was watching Matthew Walker, a sleep expert and researcher, talk about sleep, and he cited these studies. He would cite the study on sleep and memory and say, quote, the sleep-deprived group was 40% less effective at learning than the sleep-sufficient group, end quote. And I thought, man, it's so cool to be able to cite a study and give an exact percentage. I want to be able to do that. Let me read like a research paper or two. Um, And you know how that story went. Uh, A paper or two turned into three, five, ten, a hundred. Here we are today. Uh, The papers were interesting. They were all, they all brought up new information. They were intriguing reads and pointed me towards other intriguing discoveries. And I just kept going. And I probably could keep going, but I finally filled out all of my sections to a satisfiable degree. And FedEx is really out here making it so that man i don't know why the fedex truck is louder than a dumpster truck when it when it's reversing but 
it'd be like that. I probably should have closed that window anyways. Um, it's been really, really hot recently, man. Uh, it's <laughs> even when all the clouds, even when it's rainy, it's like 67 degrees. It's not, not a fun time, but yeah. Anyways, the next reason after curiosity is, uh, because I said on this podcast that I'd make an episode on sleep. I'm a man of my word. If I say I'm going to do something, then I will do that thing. I always make good on my promises, point blank period. That's why I don't make many promises. <laughs> uh, other than being a man of my word, which I implore everyone to do, I also like finishing things I start. The idea of bailing or not finishing what I started has always irked me. Uh, of course, detachment and being enlightened and all that. I could quit something and not be affected, sure, but without a good cause, not doing something I said I would and something that I would enjoy the end result of is not something I'd like to do. Uh, once the sleep page gets all numbered, uh, all the numbers in order, that'll be really, really amazing. And I will probably feel pretty good about what I made. Uh, the whole thing with finishing what I start applies to a lot of things in my life as well. For example, a small one is video games. I never played that many games, but the few games I did play, I played a lot and I played well. I played Titanfall 2 for about three years for over 10 hours a day nearly every day. Then I switched to Apex Legends also for double digit hours a day. Now I'm playing Apex again, but the but on the mouse and keyboard we're aiming is five billion times harder. I'm dedicated to improving and getting equal to if not greater than my aim on controller. And I do play for single hours, single hour or single digit hours per day now. So less than what I used to because I have to do research, I have to record this podcast, you know, I have stuff to do college man really ruining everything although i only play apex legends and genshin impact i play those games deeply i've never had the largest quantity of bullet points in my resume i've never done a lot of stuff but the things i did do the things i do do if you laughed at that right there you need to go take a hard look in the mirror and think about how you got here the things i do even this podcast, creating ideas, researching ideas, writing the scripts, editing, posting. I do it to the best of my ability, and I try to do well in it, and I try to approve. Um, and the final reason, the most cliche reason probably, is because it's fun. I'm not a great person. I'm a simple guy, and I do what I want to do when I want to do it. I would never do something I don't want to do. That's point blank period. It's just not my brand. I don't care who you are, what you can do for me or anything else. If I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. Uh, same with all this researching. Was it hard? Yes. It took multiple hours per day and I had, I had to learn an amount of words, especially when I got to the neurology of sleep that I'd never known in my life. I thought I knew a little bit about the brain. I know nothing. Holy crap. It was really, really bad. Uh, you know, I will probably never need to know these words except for when I want to make myself sound really, really, really cool and say that sleep is initiated in the brain partly by the ventrolateral preoptic nucleus, which causes the inhibition of monominergic synaptic systems using gamma aminobutric acid. More on that in episode three of Sleep, the compendium. <laughs> A lot of big words there. I You know, quick flex. Um, but yeah, it was fun. It was something I wanted to do. And although it was a chore to do sometimes, read the papers and write about the papers and source the papers and click all the links, I wanted to finish the, the page that I created on Sleep. I wanted to make those episodes, and so I did it. Uh, and in life, that's how you should do it, too. 
Uh, you might not want to go through school. You might not want to help that person. But when I say I don't do anything I don't want to, it's more complicated than being an edgy child. Maybe I didn't want to sit down for three hours during my summer break to learn about and document sleep and read research papers, academic papers. But I did want to, again, finish my page, make my episodes in order to get what I wanted. I had to do something. Whether or not I wanted to do that action to get what I wanted is irrelevant. It's It's simply a step necessary to get what I want in the end. Because if you're like me and you're narcissistic and entitled enough to want something already just to desire something, you cannot be so entitled as to think that the things in life will come to you without doing anything. Not only is that entitled, but it's irrational. There can be no effect without a cause. You cannot gain something without losing something. And that's a simple fact of the universe and physics. Uh, I did have another topic laid out for today, but I used up all my time talking about why I researched sleep, meaning this episode will be titled Sleep Part Zero, Why I Studied Sleep, and it will be the start of the saga for the next couple of weeks. Um, If my talking about sleep makes you sleepy for the next few weeks, go give Glepner as well as the Bright Sessions a listen uh, and a watch. I enjoyed writing this one. I don't know why, but the words really just flowed into my fingers. Maybe it's because I'm really defensive about my life decisions and need to prove to myself I didn't waste the past four months of my life. Maybe I studied sleep really just because I started studying it and I have a sunk cost fallacy that made me continue. And that sunk cost fallacy is the reason that I don't like leaving things unfinished, maybe. Who knows? Um, and if you don't know, the sunk cost fallacy is a cognitive bias that says the more time that someone puts into something, the less likely they are to quit that thing. Uh, and for Titanfall 2, with the whole playing for three years, one and a half of those years were definitely a sunk cost fallacy. But whatever. You see the sunk cost fallacy a lot in gamblers. The reason that they don't stop gambling is because, oh, I've put so much money in. I'm sure that the next one will work. You know, you just don't want to quit something that you've already invested so much into. And, you know, that makes sense. So a lot of video game stuff definitely is a sunk cost fallacy for Titanfall. I put so much time into Titanfall. Sure, it won't amount to anything, but like I put so much time into it. Can I really quit? Like I put a year and a half into this game. Can I just stop playing it? Like what, what would I do with myself? What am I without this game? And so, you know, that happened. But yeah, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Seriously Funny. I seriously hope you'll stick around with me as we traverse the land known as sleep. It'll be a great time, I swear. Kicking it off next week, we'll talk about the basics, circadian rhythms, sleep deficiency, and how to sleep better. And then the week after that, we'll move on to how sleep works, what happens when you sleep, and what sleep disorders that there are and how they work. Finally, we'll end at the completely optional to listen to very complicated neurology of sleep and how the brain actually makes sleep happen, as well as how the body and neurotransmitters and neurological stuff make sleep happen. I hope that you will be there. Thank you for being here. And... I have a few seconds left. So again, if you're interested in technology, go look into that WWDC stuff. It's really, really exciting. If you have an Apple product, which of course you do if you're listening to this podcast because we're Apple cult members here, then go look into that WWDC 
2021 stuff, iOS 15 is truly incredible. If you have old parents, the health stuff is truly incredible. And or if you have young children listening to this, the, the health stuff is truly incredible. And so I don't know most of you listening to this. Uh, maybe I do know some of you. I don't know others of you. So if you do listen to this podcast and you don't know me personally, I would love it if you shared this podcast with the people you knew. Say that it's interesting. Say that we're going to go on a really cool journey with sleep if they're into information and educational stuff, uh, which if they're your friends, you're into it. They're probably into it too. Uh, Please, just word of mouth, help me get this podcast out. I do want to grow it and I do need to look into ways I can get that to happen. One of those will probably be legitimately starting that YouTube channel that I I spoke on and I created so long ago. But yeah, I will see you next week. Peace.